Go me, it's my birthday. Hey, all right. Welcome to the Uncultured Bias Podcast. My name is Kamal Williams. I'm your host. On our show, we say that culture is a matter of perspective and opinion. After all, culture is just another way to stay discovered. We are uncultured, we are biased, and we are black. Now, I know I kind of started off a little bit different, that energy, but hey, what can you do? It's my birthday. Well, technically, my birthday was Thursday, but we're going to call this the birthday podcast um and since we're not having any guests because i wanted to just kind of get some honest moments with y'all as listeners because it's going to be more reflective uh we're going to call this a vignette and what do we do on our vignettes we play some jazz and actually i want to put in some oliver nelson and switch up the flow i know you're like how you go from luke to oliver nelson i can do that though because that's the dichotomy of me now, if you're joining or tuning in for the first time, um, you know, I just want to remind y'all, everybody, subscribe to the podcast if you've done so already on Apple or Spotify. Uh, be sure to visit the website, KamaraWilliams.com, where I have an active blog. I actually will be having a blog that go along, goes along with this podcast today. Um, so check it out. It's um, going to be touching on some of the topics I wanted to address. And... Um, you know, it's a great way for people to leave comments and talk about the episodes and, you know, just overall just get with the vibe of the own um, culture bias and just everything. So uh, appreciate that. If you're listening on Apple, please be sure to rate the episode. Uh, give me a five star rating and, you know, leave a message, um, positive commentary on that week's episode or just positive commentary in the podcast alone. Uh, you, you can leave unlimited messages. There's no you don't have to do more than you only you don't have to do it once. You can do it more than once, um, and that'd be much appreciative. So, uh, with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and get into the flow of this pod. Yo, I know some of y'all are like kind of getting your stimmy. All right, I think that's what it is. The stimmy, you know, uh, stimmy checks on a, is on a rise fourteen hundred uh, because it's. The Stimmy check time. Uh, shout out to Moneybag Joe. Right. Um, I want everybody to focus that it's going to be tax season. And if it's tax season, please be sure to check out my best friend's um, tax company, uh, CompassTaxAdvisors.com. They are a sponsor of this podcast and um, they are phenomenal. I We use them for our both my personal and my business and, you know, specifically to Jamie um coleman she is uh not only a friend of the show but she's my best friend and she's uh, phenomenal so please check her out go to compasstaxadvisors.com uh to learn more about their services and to help you with your tax needs to help you with filing your tax returns whether it's complicated or, or simple and whether it's uh non-profit or profit whatever check them out it's dope uh she's based out of tallahassee but she services the entire state and she's well, well worth the money so all right, we good? All right, perfect. Also, if you have your stimmy, go ahead and pay your attorney because we need that money too, all right? So <laughs> shout out to that. But um, yo, man, uh, first of all, I want to first say I appreciate everybody who gave me some love on my birthday. It was, it was humbling. 
um, when I did, I did something different this year and I just wanted to turn off my phone and disconnect. Um, this was just a interesting period in my life this past year and obviously starting the podcast and the blog and just a nonprofit and everything. And I found myself, you know, just constantly always having to be aware of stuff. And so what I wanted to do was unplug and we'll get into that in a minute. But um, if you did send me a message, uh, you know, uh, whether social media or on the pod, I mean, excuse me, not pod, on my text message and whatnot, and I didn't respond back to you, uh, I apologize. Um, it was I, when I turned back on my phone, it was like 138 messages. And I was like, oh, my God, I hope nobody died. <laughs> so um, it was wild. But, you know, it, this was a, it's an interesting uh, year on the uh, for everybody. Right. Ironically speaking, man, a year ago, I had I had a um, plans for my birthday. And we were going to fly out and do everything. And we had these plans. And I still, it was weird. I just, I, I really wasn't feeling it, but I was like, it's just something I felt like I had to do. Right. I felt like I had to like celebrate it in a big way. But um, then everything started happening around the world. We started noticing about like with COVID. And it's, if you guys recall, like it was still very new for a lot of people around this time. And um, I literally on my birthday, on my birthday, the NBA shut down. The NBA shut down. I remember that distinctly because the Sacramento Kings, which is my team, was supposed to play the New Orleans Pelicans. And it was supposed to be a nationally televised game, one of the very few we actually had. We were actually trending up that trending upwards at the time, playing really good basketball. And the NBA shut down. And um, obviously, because patient zero, because Rudy Gobert. But, uh, you know, it was interesting because it's like, Everybody didn't know what was going on. And I think the world kind of went into the stopgap. And it forced everybody to really just stand still completely. Businesses shut down. I know my practice shut down for, for at least a couple weeks, a few weeks. Um, you know, we're trying to figure things out and, and retrofit this new environment. So I think for me, it also forced me to sit down and really think about my life. And what it is there that I'm doing. And I admittedly, I'm going to just be quite honest. I fe- there was an emptiness I felt. I didn't feel as much as I was doing everything and I was involved, but I just felt like I wasn't living to my full capacity. And I didn't know why that was. Um, you know, yeah, I was making some piety jokes on social media and I had the, you know, the love and affection of everybody in my world, but I felt like I wasn't doing everything to my best of capability. And I felt like I wouldn't have had those thoughts had I continued down the path before COVID BC, you know, I was kept going, 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 going. And COVID finally stopped me to just stop. It forced me to stop rather and really just evaluate and look myself in the mirror and figure out what I, what it is I wanted to do. And had it not been for COVID, this podcast would not have been born. I would, the blog would not have been born. The nonprofit would not have been born. And so I'm not saying that COVID was a blessing because people actually lost their lives. And I don't want to, I don't want to besmirch their lives by saying, because I started creating content that it was a blessing because no illness is worth all that. But for me, 
I would say that it forced me to just evaluate my life. And I'm thankful for it. I'm really thankful for it. You know, so uh, shout out to the moments that actually forced us to stop and reflect. And that's really what this birthday was about for me. Why I, I just wanted to disconnect from the world. I wanted to just stop, um, you know, reacting to things and stop uh, having to be so in tuned and just sh- turn off my phone. Um, ironically, my wife was like, can you, you know, turn off your phone and not be on social media? And I, which is weird to me because I'm like, I don't really need to be on social media like that. The thing that actually what got me was the hardest part about turning off my phone was the emails. Yes, I, I had a problem with returning like emails or text messages. That's the thing. I, social media, I didn't have to be on. Like I made a post yesterday uh, on my on my birthday yesterday, you know, today, today being Friday right now. And by the time year it'll be Saturday. But I made a post on Thursday about my birthday and with, with pictures and we can get into that in a moment but in reality I didn't need to be on there to monitor social media I don't really care if anybody follows me on Instagram they know my Instagram game is shit like I don't have great Instagram game like my shit don't be going viral like that like you know I don't care Twitter I'm non-existent on Twitter um I'm really there on Twitter because I just love learning and I follow like scientists and political Authors and strategists and journalists and all that other stuff. I don't really follow celebrities like that on Twitter. Um, but I, you know, I'm not really on Twitter heavy like that. Um, as far as posting, Facebook is probably the, the, the most social media medium that I actually post on, obviously. Um, but I don't have to. I literally, there are times when I, I'll post something and I'll never check it. And so somebody will be like, oh, you see that comment on your post? I'm like, no, I didn't because I didn't. I didn't and check my social media like that. Um, I'll, I'll post something and I'll just leave it be. But so the thing, what I found was interesting was my inability to get, not get anxiety about emails. Um, you know, not have to return people's messages or thinking about a case or thinking about an issue. And I felt like, oh my god, like that is crazy. And it just shows you how hard it is to really disconnect. It is hard to unplug. At least for me. I can't speak to anybody else. But the nature of unplugging and just being present was a real chore. So that's something I'm going to have to evaluate going forward. Like, why is it so hard for me to unplug? Um, I know why I did it. Because, you know, with being constantly having to put out content and being on top of things, I needed a break, mental break. But the concept of me just unplugging gave me great anxiety. And that was, that's a, that was tough for me. You know, um, so I did something, it's a work in progress that I know I'm going to have to like curtail now because I'm like, if that's a problem, if I have to, if taking away my email or shutting down my, my phone for the day because I'm afraid of missing out on an email or I don't want to miss out on a text because it might be a client or something like that. Um, it gives me great anxiety, then that is something that I have to work on. And I'm being very honest and being vulnerable. I'm doing this because there might be one or two who may listen to this and be like, I have the same issue. Or can I do that? Or maybe if you can, kudos to you. I'm, you know, shout out to you. But I, I, for me, it, it's, that is my burden. 
Um, also, the problem with that is as present as I may be in my household, it's hard to be both present for clients, for everyone else, and for my family. That is a hard balancing act. And unfortunately, you know, my wife noticed it yesterday. She was like, wow, you are like 100% dialed in to everybody going. Like when you're not focusing on your emails, you're 110% dialed in. As opposed to like, you know, you got, you know, your brain over here and your brain over there. And you're also focused on the family. It's like I'm not like Dr. Manhattan in four different places at one time. You know, I'm on in one place um, focused on you and those who get the uh, Dr. Manhattan reference still chuckle. But, um, you know, so that's one of the things where I also want to get better at and improve on. And that's what it really was about for me yesterday, just thinking about my life and thinking about reflections and thinking about what I want to do. And it's amazing, too, as like your birthdays, like the older you get, the more reflective you want to get. Like I used to want to, you know, uh, you know, turn up or whatnot and just you know, celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. But I found myself, as I've gotten older, really being reflective and just thinking about my my life and think about, you know, where I'm at in my life. And I can say, even despite the fact that, you know, I have to work on myself regarding just being disconnected or unplugging, um, I don't want to say disconnected because you don't want to be disconnected. Um, I'm very, very, very happy about my life. I have an incredible family. Um, I have a loving, loyal wife. I have beautiful children, incredible children with a wonderful heart. And they're just, I couldn't have asked for more of that. I have uh, my parents, my grandmother, my brother. Um, I have great, incredible friends. I have a network of friends that would be the envy of a lot of people. Um, you know, just people that pour into me or I pour into them. It's a symbiotic relationship of love that, you know, is there. And whether it's through conversations on the phone or just text messages um you know i'm very appreciative of everybody who's um always lends a piece of themselves to me and then allows me to lend a piece of myself to them uh because you know that is something that not a lot of people have so when you take all those things and you and then of course you know thankful for my career and thankful for my partner and thank you thankful for my clients paying clients hallelujah amen you know, uh, paying clients, paying clients. I had to say that three times. Um, thankful for them because, you know, obviously without them, I wouldn't be able to live my life. And so when you take all those things and you wrap them in and bring them into the cumulative, it's I'm an incredibly blessed man. Um, and I'm incredibly full. And then on top of that, I'm doing something that I love, which is the podcast. And I want to say... Thank you for everybody who listens to this podcast because it's it's still a very new thing for me. But when I actually run into conversations with people about, you know, what they what this podcast means, it really does give me a boost, guys. Like I'm serious about it. It really does pour into me because it encourages me to keep going, because honestly, when you're recording these things and you're just putting out content, it's hard to really know. Are people getting it? Like, do you get it? Do you understand it? Like what I'm trying to do. And I know this, this podcast is not for everyone. And I get that. Even this podcast right now, these vignettes that I have, they're not for everyone. But it's still a way for me to connect with people 
and for them to get to know me. I think Christopher Henry, Henry who's a avid uh, Uncultured Bias podcast listener, he posted yesterday. He's like, hey, you know, I felt like I actually get to know Kamara from this. And I felt that was that was dope. I saw that message today. Um, and that was dope. I walked into barbershop today and I just randomly saw somebody and they were like, yo, I, I listen to your podcast. And I said, oh, okay. So first of all, I never, I've never advocated him to listen to my podcast. I don't know if we follow each other on social media, but the fact that he was like, yo, I listened to your podcast and he's like, yo, it's dope. And on top of that, I subscribe to it and tell other people to subscribe to it. I didn't even ask him to do that, but what he, the thing, what I loved about it, what he said was. It felt like it was a genuine conversation that I had right here in the barbershop, but it's on over. It's recorded. And he said, I really do appreciate that. And it's authenticity behind it. These are the things that really drive me. And I am so appreciative of it. Um, so appreciative of it. So I, I have spent a long time on this pod talking about <laughs> this being reflective and appreciative. Um, but I think it's important to take out that time. And I know I'm, I may not I may have lost some people because you might have tuned out by now, but this is just a birthday podcast. This is something that we're, we're doing. Uh, one of the things I did want to talk about, though, was the concept of me taking pictures. Um, I made a post about it, obviously. And I thought it was just fascinating that there was a conversation about why are you taking pictures on your, you know, are you... Are you arrogant? Are you trying to be a model? And I was like, man, like, that's weird to me. It's weird that people think it's weird to want to take nice pictures. Like, it's weird, right? It shouldn't be weird, but it, it is. Uh, especially for men. And I feel like we got to break out of that. We got to break out of the, the concept of not wanting to look nice. We got to break out of the concept of not Wanting to do nice things Because honestly In 30, 40 years You ain't gonna look like the way No matter how much you work out you, You're not gonna look like What you look like right now I'm sorry Nobody is Very few people are I should say Right So why not take something That memorializes The best of yourself And that's what the pictures are It's the memorializing And I, you know I love taking professional pictures uh, Because it helps memorialize The same way why My wife didn't get it at the time But I was like Let's get an, an actual painting of our family, not a, not a portrait painting, but I mean, not a picture portrait, but an actual portrait painting of our family because they used to do that back in the day. And I felt like that is something that it's, um, we don't do that often enough. We don't memorialize moments of our time. And I want to continue to take, have pictures of our family painted and do that today you know, because, you know, I think it's dope. I think it's dope because when it's all said and done, these are the things that are going to be left up left behind about our lives. Um, and I, I feel like, especially for our, with our children or grandchildren, whomever, you know, nieces, nephews, grand, great nieces, great nephew, whatever, um, you know, I feel like they should have something, the remnants of our lives, far beyond just little, you know, knickknacks that we live, leave in our, you know, estate. Shout out to estate planning. If you want to get estate planning, go to uh, Smith & Williams dot com swtglaw.com shout out that anyway um but yeah you know so i i feel like you know pivoting back to like just to men in general like we we got to break out of that man we got to stop thinking that it's it's not normal for men to want to look good and to not to want to take pictures and shit hype a man up yo like yo you look good bro like you you look good like cause i don't i i'll do that 
I'll tell somebody, yo, you look good. And it, it's, it's really not a, it's not indicative of your sexuality, right? Because I think that's another thing. It's like, I don't want to look a certain way, uh, you know, but it's like, we got to be more confident about who we are and what we are. And society has failed us in that regard, telling us that, you know, it's a masculine man, a masculine man does not care what he looks like. Cause I can tell you one thing, ladies actually care what you look like. Right. So, you know, it's okay. It's okay to clean yourself up. It's okay to look nice. It's okay to put on, you know, put on a dash of cologne. It's okay to do that stuff. Um, you know, it's okay to be intentional about what you're wearing. All right. And it's not, it's when people say, I, I don't care about fashion. I'm like, why don't you care about looking good? It's like, I'm not, I'm not asking you to be Eric. I'm not asking you to be superficial, but why wouldn't you care about what, why wouldn't you want to look good? Why wouldn't you want to have things that make you look good? Right. I don't know. That's weird. That's weird to me. So, um, you know, that's my thoughts on that, man. And, uh, you know, again, I'm really appreciative of everybody and the love I received on for the, my birthday. Um, uh, you know, so enough of that on that. Let's talk about briefly about some of the things that happened this week. All right. I'm actually having a drink right now. So, um, Miles Leonard and that weird, uh, racial slur that he made. I'm not even gonna repeat the term, but I just want to say that was like on some like American History X shit. <laughs> like who uses that term in their regular vocab unless you it's something in the dark recesses of your mind. Like terms like that make you really question what people say in their daily lives. And I don't want to hear shit about oh you made it was a mistake. Like you just that's not a mistake word, right? I'm gonna give an example. So. Years ago, you listen to hip hop. You raised you raised in the idea of being um, insensitive to people of the LGBTQ LGBTQIA uh, community. So you say the F word a lot in those in those songs, and then you grow up. You say the F word. Then you get to a place to where like you start learning and you start growing. And you're like, I don't even feel comfortable. Like right now, I don't feel comfortable saying the F word. I don't. Right, because it. It's derogatory and it's hurtful to those who um, are part of that community. The same way the K word that Myers Leonard was using was actually created as a term between Jewish to Jewish people. But then it got turned into something even more derogatory and more um, sinister. So it's it's deemed something that's a disgusting word to use. When you are when you when you care about people. You learn to adjust your language and you learn to adjust the way you think to the point where I don't even want, not only do I want to, I can't even say the word. I don't even want to hear other people say the word because I'm like, yo, that's, I I will, I, I will get offended if I hear somebody say that word. That's what growth is. Right. And so when somebody is saying, oh, I just used the word. I didn't even know what it meant. Like, why is that? Why is that even in your mental framework or your mind? Like, how does that happen? Unless, number one, a you're not evolved. You haven't evolved as a person. Number two, who are you around that's infiltrating your thoughts? Because that word just doesn't just pop up out of anywhere. Or number three, you use it all the time. Right. Right. Because even if you don't use the word all the time. But you're still, it's in a point where you want to reference it 
that's an ugly word. And you know it's an ugly word because you, you used it in a way to kind of tear somebody else down, even in a joking fashion, which goes back to A, even if you say I didn't, I didn't realize what it was. So um, that's on that, right? Also, <laughs> this past seven days was wild uh, because I literally saw black people turn themselves apart about this coming to America movie. I don't want to get into like, I already told you last week on last week's podcast, what I felt about that movie, but I just, I don't understand how having criticism of something can turn into hating. And that was where I was having a problem with. And I wrote about it on the blog, check out com. I wrote about it extensively, but I just felt like there's something there to be said about, our inability to be critical because one of the, the conversations then turned into if you don't like the movie, then it's because you got a problem. You, you know, um, are too woke. You can't relax. You don't appreciate, you know, blase squase black people working or whatever. It was like none of those things. Like, how about I just didn't like the script? How about I didn't like the movie? Which is okay. Uh, Reggie King, um, shout out to him. He made a point like, yo, there can be bad black movies. And it's okay. And I was like, I agree. I don't disagree that it can be a bad, bad black movie. I think that it's perfectly fine. And in fact, I don't have to go along with it just because everybody else goes along with it. That's like a dangerous thing on groupthink because everybody else is going along with it. I have to like it. Or there must be a problem with me or it must be a problem with that person because they're not, they don't like what you like. When I said I don't like the movie, I didn't. I don't really care if anybody else didn't like it. I don't think there's anything wrong with anybody for not liking it. I just felt there was something wrong with the script. I didn't make a judgment on somebody like, "Oh, you're less than because you didn't like the movie." All right, I could, but I won't because that's irresponsible. Right. The thing about it is, is that we, as a society, we've gotten to a place, especially black culture, where we can't criticize sacred cows. Um, it's the same way while we had the inability to criticize a, you know, President Barack Obama within the black community because he's a sacred cow. And there might have been some places where we probably should have lended our criticism towards him. But if we did so, it would be like, well, we're hating or we didn't we didn't consider all the the other circumstances why we have to uplift him. And it's like oh, I can uplift him and still want better for him the same way. I felt like I can uplift black culture by saying I don't like certain things in this film and still love Eddie Murphy and still love coming to America. The first one, you know, it doesn't make me a hater. It just makes me say, all right, I want better. And that's where we're at. Like we have to be, we have to be careful about not only group think, but getting caught up in the concept of not um, being able to criticize something. And then if we are critical, we're deemed a hater. That's poisonous thinking. You know, I don't I don't agree with it. Um, so I mean, that's where I'm at with that. And actually that leads into really something else too, right? Where Pepe Le Pew <laughs> I saw like grown out dog. I, I made a joke on social media and so I mean there was literally a whole ass conversation from somebody talking about I don't even want to get into it. It was dumb. 
it was dumb. The conversation was dumb because it was it went into a direction where I was people were literally trying to say, oh, it's it, it's a you know cancel culture, which is not a real thing. All right, cancel culture is not a cancel culture is a creation of white male, straight white male um, power structure where they don't want to be held accountable for the word. So they created this whole doctrine of cancel culture, which everybody else is buying into. Nobody gets really canceled. Nothing gets really canceled. All right. So stop falling into that dumb shit. All right. Talking about cancel culture. All right. It doesn't happen. All right. So not for things that are really, really uh, that have a real um, uh, stake in this world. All right. That's, that doesn't happen. I'm sorry. You know, even with the sense of like with Pepe Le Pew and, you know, uh, the concept of him and, oh, why are we, why are we uh, now going back? And I think one person, the person who I'm mentioning stated that, you know, oh, they can go back and cancel Urkel now and all this other stuff. I'm like, yo, chill. Or Roger and Roger on Sister Sister. I'm like, chill, yo. What you don't realize is that Pepe Le Pew debuted in 1945. Right. And in that time, he hasn't his characterization of him as some horny French person who never knew how to say you didn't understand the word no. Um, and was too way too familiar with with the female, uh, the, uh, the female cat uh, feline. Um, his image didn't change. He was still a, a 83 years of being a hornball or 70 something years of being a hornball. Right. And you had grown ass men trying to say, Oh, we we going too far canceling. First of all, when's the last time you check for a Pepe Le Pew cartoon? Are your kids checking for a Pepe, Pepe Le Pew cartoon? Matter of fact, it was like, Oh, what's this message sending to cancel culture? I'm gonna be honest. No child at between Seven and twelve, which is the range of which people are listening or watching cartoons, really want social commentary. All right, so when they're saying, "Oh, well, you can just reformat the character to make him more, you know, don't have to cancel him, but make him more friendly towards the the uh, 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 the world," but don't cancel. Like, really, okay, your seven year old, eight year old, nine year old, ten year old, eleven year old, twelve year old are really gonna want social conversations in their cartoons? No. If you can't reformat the character and keep the essence of that character, then get rid of them. And that's evolving. The same way Bugs Bunny was created in 1938 and he has some racist characters caricatures about him, but he grew as a character because he still kept the essence of him as being like some witty character and he didn't have to be a racist witty character, right? So unfortunately, they designed or they characterized Pepe Le Pew as one particular mode and then when you take away that mode you're not left with anything and i'm sure the probative value was weighed on destroying this ip content which not even destroyed but probably putting him on a shelf for a little bit then just trying to re re-indoctrinate him into society where they're like he doesn't fit and it's okay for things to not fit anymore because we grow that's what it is you, you you evolve and you grow which is the whole point really of this whole podcast right right you want to it's okay to stop reflect and look at things and grow, you know? And so that's where I want to leave it at, man. I, you know, again, um, you know, I wanted to drop a special podcast on my birthday and, you know, just have some pontificate on things. And again, this is not the most entertaining pod, whatnot. I don't expect people to really 
listen to it all the way through. If they have, if you have, shout out to you. But um, I just want some stuff I want to get off my chest. Please check out the article again on KamaraWilliams.com. Uh, the next pod that you're going to hear is actually going to be on Tuesday, and I'm really excited about it. It's uh, my girl Aziza. She works for Viacom, and you know she talks about a number of different things. Working, growing up, growing in the industry of um, entertainment industry as a lawyer. She's a in charge of all the, like all the award shows and um, you know um, different content on MTV, including Wild and Out. Uh, she details working across from Beyonce, uh, which is pretty exciting. Um, so it's a great, it's one of my favorite podcasts. Um, I, I loved it. Um, so that's going to be coming on the, the next time you hear this pod. And, um, you know, shout out to the fact that it's spring break. And so my kids are about to steal my money. I don't say steal. They can spend my money on the spring break. God, I'm so ghetto. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, um, with that being said, again, I want to you know, thank everybody just for uh, tuning into the podcast, continue to share with your friends. Uh, this is a vignette once again, and um, you know what? What can I say, man? I'm going to, you know, ride out with this. Well, first of all, the birthday says is this. Life is good. You know what I mean? <laughs> Life is good, man. So... Um, because life is good, we're going to ride out and we're going to continue for this another rotation around the sun, man. So blessings. We out.